coming up on Locked On Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw talked with David Vasse. He talked about his future, and we will do the same. We'll also talk more about some of the details that we got of Yoshinobu Yamamoto's visit to Dodger Stadium, who was involved in that sales pitch. We got some more details on Shohei Otani's contract, including one very interesting and uh, unique, as far as I know, contract stipulation. And the Dodgers brought back Daniel Hudson for a third try in Dodger Blue. We will talk about that. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent time cover, covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, no actual news. Uh, there's still rumblings about the Dodgers' raise trade. As of right now, the rumblings are back to the original version of the trade we heard, Glasnow and Manuel Margot coming over for Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. Uh it may or may not end up happening. It may or may not end up being those four players. Uh, we will see, but nothing more to talk about really there. Um, other than that it was confirmed by people I have heard of uh, rather than who had reported originally. Uh, but uh, some little bit of news, uh, Clayton Kershaw, obviously future hall of famer has played his entire career with the Dodgers. They drafted him out of high school in 2006 and he has spent his entire, the last 17 and a half years in the Dodgers organization. He is a free agent again. And uh, as you know, he had shoulder surgery last month and uh, is contemplating his future. And he was on the radio with David Vasse on Wednesday evening. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but you know, that's okay. Uh, and they talked about his future. And, and basically Kershaw said he feels good. All things considered being five weeks or whatever removed from surgery uh, he's feeling good and he's planning on pitching next year. He said that he doesn't want to go out the way that the, the Dodgers season and his season ended in 2023. He doesn't want that to be his final act. And so he is planning on playing next year. He still expects to be back sometime in the summer. And he said he hasn't yet decided where that will be. And, uh, you know, we've been, Vince and I have actually been talking about having a conversation about uh about Kershaw and we actually got a, a email or a, a message texted to us this evening from Roberto in Stockton asking about Kershaw and uh you know kind of specifically uh, well he I mean he asked with everything that the Dodgers have done and are going to do is Kershaw coming back still an option uh and, and it's definitely an option I I really believe Andrew Friedman I take him at his word that if Kershaw wants to be a Dodger he will be a Dodger they will make it work. Uh, obviously if Kershaw is going to pitch less than half a season uh, and you know, he made $20 million last year, we might be looking at a $8 million deal, something like that. Uh, you know, and, and maybe not, maybe more than that, but because he was 
probably more valuable than the $20 million deal would have suggested last year. But, you know, based on the volume, you know, it, it's going to be somewhere in the eight to $15 million range anyway. Uh, and the Dodgers aren't really going to worry about money when it comes to Kershaw. If he wants to be back, he'll be back. And I feel like uh, everything the Dodgers have done, it seems like it's going to push him towards coming back to the Dodgers. Uh, you know, somebody else had asked about, uh, about Kershaw and because back in 2017, when, when uh, Otani was originally coming over from Japan, the Dodgers made a sales pitch and Kershaw was part of that. And uh, I think it was, uh, oh yeah, Bueller Burger on Twitter asked me about, about that. He said, my buddy seems to think that since the Dodgers have signed Otani, Kershaw is going to sign with the Rangers now because of what may or may not have happened during Otani's meeting with the Dodgers back when he first came to the States, you know, the whole waste of time incident. Um, and, and so wondering what, what we think about that. And when he says waste of time incident, basically Kershaw just said it was a waste of time um, because Otani was never really considering coming to the Dodgers in 2017 uh, because the National League didn't have the DH back then. I think Otani would have been a Dodger if the National League had had the DH, but uh, they didn't. And so he was always going to go to an American League team. And so I think Kershaw, you know, I don't know if he was actually upset, but, you know, he said it was kind of a waste of time. And But what we've seen in the years since then is that Kershaw and Otani seem to have a friend, friendly relationship. Uh, there's no we, – we don't really know what their relationship is like, but it doesn't seem to be any animosity towards, towards each other. And the fact is Otani does help make the Dodgers better. And if they sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto, which I think they're going to, he makes the Dodgers better. If they trade for Tyler Glasnow, he makes the Dodgers better. The Dodgers are working very hard to improve their team. And what Kershaw said to Vasse is that he wants to go out winning a World Series. And I know it comes down to the Dodgers and the Rangers. And I know the Rangers are the reigning World Series champions. Uh, and so, you know, it's not crazy to think he would choose the Rangers. Uh, but well, I mean, if nothing else, nobody has repeated as World Series champions in over 20 years. So I'd say the odds are stacked against the Rangers next year, especially because if if the Dodgers hadn't swept the Mariners, the Rangers wouldn't have even been in the postseason. Uh, like it, it was that close to the Rangers not even making the postseason, let alone uh, winning the World Series. And and so the Dodgers are essentially guaranteed to play in October. And that is the most important step to winning the world series is playing in the playoffs and the Dodgers do that every year. And so while I wouldn't pick the Dodgers over the field next year uh, to win the world series, I would pick them over any individual team, especially when they're done with all the, what they're going to do this off season. And so Kershaw wants to go out a winner. Obviously he wants to get to 3000 strikeouts. Uh, he's, 50 something, 54, maybe 56, something like that. Strikeouts away from, from 3000. I think that's a big deal for him and hopefully he could get to there, but going out a winner, going out a world series champion would be the perfect way to cap his career, get his second world series title. And I, I think that there will be a role for him on the Dodgers, whether that is as a fifth starter or a sixth starter or, you know, wh whatever it is, the Dodgers will make room for Kershaw. He will have a role on their team and and if he wants it. And they'll try to get him his second World Series title and let him go out a champion. I do believe that 2024 will be his last season.
Uh, and, and even he seems to be accepting that at this point, but I guess if, if whatever team he signs with goes out poorly again, maybe he does come back with that competitive drive again in 2025. But, you know, uh, I predicted last year, I mean, before 2023, that the Dodgers would win the world series and Kershaw would retire going out of champion. I think that'll be my prediction again for 2024, because one of these years is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I do think that Otani actually increases the Dodgers chances of re-signing Kershaw rather than decreasing them, because I don't think there's any anim animosity between the two guys and Otani makes the Dodgers better. And that's what Kershaw's looking for is playing on the best team possible. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about Yoshinobu Yamamoto's visit to Dodger stadium. We got some more details about that and uh, who all was involved in that sales pitch. So thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listen and please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you uh, Moneyline bet just means you pick the winner. If there's a game you feel confident about, you feel like you know who's going to win, pick the winner. Tonight's Thursday night football might be a rough one. It's the Chargers against the Raiders. They're both 5-8, and eight, uh, LA's favorite team against LA's third favorite team. Uh, it, they're both five and eight, but maybe you feel really strongly. You know who's going to win that game? Put five bucks on it, and if you're right, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. I also want to tell you about the uh, Locked On Dodgers Insider Club. Uh, it is an opportunity for you to join uh, our insiders uh, for just a few bucks a month after a free 14-day trial. Uh, it's powered by subtext, and you can join our insiders club and you will get text messages when we have thoughts during the day. I, I have a ton of thoughts about the Dodgers that aren't quite right for Twitter and aren't quite right for the podcast. But you know, if you love hearing and talking about the Dodgers, I'm going to be sending those out to our, to our insiders list. All you gotta do is go to join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers, join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers and sign up. Like I said, there's a free 14 day trial. Check it out. If you like it, then it's just a uh, five bucks a month after that. So uh, give that a try if that sounds interesting to you. Also want to remind you that uh, Locked On has two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube. One is called Locked On Sports Today and one is called Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Both of them give you all the sports news you need, uh, news and opinion and insights. Whether you like all the national sports, that's Locked On Sports Today for you, or specifically Los Angeles, Locked On Sports Los Angeles. We You'll find this show on Locked On Sports Los Angeles and uh, all the other LA-based Locked On shows. So check those out. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. I'll give you all that contact info at the end like I always do. Moving on, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, as we talked about yesterday, he did visit Dodger Stadium on Tuesday. And we found out on Wednesday... Uh, a little bit of what was involved in that sales pitch to him. Uh, we knew that the Dodgers had put, the put together a mock-up of Yamamoto in a Dodger uniform that had leaked on social media. Uh, 
we found out on Wednesday that Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani and Will Smith were all part of the sales pitch. Uh, all four of those guys make a ton of sense. It's the three superstars of the team and the guy who will be your catcher if you sign with us. And, uh, you know, I, I love that Otani hasn't even officially been announced uh, as a Dodger yet. Uh, he's been announced, hasn't been had his press conference. That's happening today, by the way. Um, this afternoon, it'll be on Sportsnet LA. Uh, but even before, you know, the ink is dry, Otani is already digging in, trying to help improve the team. And like we've talked about, he he put his money where his mouth is on wanting to have the best team possible around him. I've said it before. I really have a hard time picturing Yamamoto signing anywhere other than the Dodgers because there's no other team that can offer everything that the Dodgers can offer. And so uh, it, I think it was a good job showing Yamamoto how how much the whole team wants him, that, that the four of the big stars of the team were there to be a part of that process. It, it's really awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see when, when he makes his decision, probably not, you know, I, I don't think it'll be too long from now. Um, probably not before Otani's press conference on Thursday afternoon, but you know, he, last we heard he had at least two more teams to meet with after the Dodgers, but you know, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, he could make his decision by Friday and, and, you know, maybe we'll find out by this weekend that he's a Dodger and then maybe we will find out more details about that that sales pitch and how much of an impact it had on him. Uh, but w- whatever it is, it's uh, it's always fun to hear about those things, you know. And, and we we know that other teams do that too. Buster Posey was part of the sales pitch to Shohei Otani. He's been talking about that lately, and uh, he's pretty bummed that Otani didn't pick the Giants. Uh, you know, I don't mind Buster Posey, but I don't mind him being sad either. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, it feels like, and I know players, even superstars are willing to do whatever it takes. Um, but having major superstars like Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani are three of the biggest stars in baseball. And it's December. It's Christmas time. It's, there is a lot going on in life. They could have, could have been on vacation, like in a tropical paradise or, you know, whatever it is. And that they were all there for that uh it, it really says how important the team is to them and how invested all of them are in putting together a winning team and how invested the dodgers are in yamamoto this isn't lip service this isn't oh sure sure we'll pursue this guy we'll make a contract offer but you know whatever the, the dodgers are all in on yoshinobu yamamoto and it's hard to picture them getting outbid and it's hard to picture any team offering what the dodgers can offer uh, in the non-monetary uh, things. Like I talked about yesterday. Yeah, I, I won't rehash the whole thing, but just summarizing what I said yesterday, the Braves are really the only other team in baseball that can point to a record anywhere close to recent commitment to consistent success on the field. Uh, and the Braves don't believe in paying people a lot of money. And so the Dodgers are the only team that can point to that consistent winning and a lot of money that they're willing to pay to a free agent pitcher. So that, that, you know, you boil it down and you know, yeah, the, the Yankees can throw money at him. The Mets can throw money at him. Um, but neither of those teams are sure things to play in the postseason for the next eight years or whatever the contract is. The Dodgers are as sure a thing as there is to be in the postseason every year, or at least almost every year. And, and so it should be, I really do think Yamamoto's coming to the Dodgers, uh, 
and then you know ran it out with glass now maybe randy or rosarena call it an off season we're all good um but I, I i thought those were interesting wrinkles uh interesting tidbits about that visit uh speaking of interesting wrinkles uh shohei otani's contract had an interesting wrinkle in it that i've never heard of in a player's contract before uh and and essentially what it boils down to is if Dodgers pr- primary owner Mark Walter or president of baseball operations Andrew Friedman uh, leave their positions with the Dodgers, Otani can opt out of his contract that the following offseason. So if Andrew Friedman got fired, Otani could opt out. If Mark Walter decided to sell the team, Otani could opt out. Doesn't mean he would opt out, but I think what this is telling us is that Otani. Uh, wants to have some control over his destiny. And, you know, he signed this contract with the no trade cause and no opt-outs. It basically, it, they are fully committed to each other. He just wants that option of if the Dodgers stop being committed, then I want to be able to opt out. And changing general managers or president of baseball ops or whatever you want to call Andrew Friedman, that's a pretty clear sign that a vision has changed. And so he wants the right if that vision changes to, to leave and go somewhere else, uh, he, you know, depend on how he, how well he's playing. And, and that's the thing. It's unlikely to ever come up because if Otani is playing well enough to be worth his contract, chances are the Dodgers are doing pretty well too. Uh, and you know, I, I know Otani played well and the angels didn't do well, but, uh, Dodgers and angels are in different leagues, literally and figuratively. Um, but so it's unlikely that, Friedman would lose his job if Otani is playing well enough that he would want to opt out. Uh, it's unlikely that Walter is going to want to sell the Dodgers because they print money. Um, it, it's a cash cow. So it's not really likely, but I think having played for Artie Moreno for six years, Otani is understandably a little bit gun shy. And you know what? Who can blame him? Uh, I, I, there, there was also a little bit of news, uh, Tom Verducci said that the Angels were never actually in the Otani sweepstakes this offseason. Which, if you're an everydayer, you might remember that's what I said. Uh, because, yeah, Otani was never going back to the Angels. The Angels lost Otani the day that Artie Moreno said a year ago, Oh, I'm not selling the team after all. That's when Otani left the Angels. He played one more year, won an MVP, but he was done. Uh, I, I think even if the Angels had won the World Series in 2023, Otani would have been done because Artie Moreno uh, is not an owner that that he wanted to play for. Uh, and so I, I assume that Otani is going into this, this relationship with the Dodgers, expecting things to be a lot better, but also having that little escape hatch just in case he gets burned again like he did with the Angels. He can pull the pull the release lever and, and get out of it. Uh, the only... Pr- I've never heard of a player having a clause like that. I remember Joe Madden and Andrew Friedman. Uh, that's how one or the other ended up with the Dodgers. I can't remember if it was Madden who got to, uh, I, I think Friedman left the Rays to come to the Dodgers and that kicked off a clause in Madden's contract to let him leave the Rays and go to the Cubs uh, it, or else vice versa. Uh Madden went to, I assume it was that way that Madden's contract allowed him to leave. Um, 
and, and you know, and that worked out well for Madden and the Cubs. Uh, they won the World Series together. Uh, it was, you know, but you don't hear about that in a player. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of funny when we first got word that Otani had a clause like this, there weren't specifics and a bunch of people thought it was going to be Dave Roberts. And, and uh, I doubt the team would have put that because managers do get fired. And, you know, even though I believe Dave Roberts is a very good manager, I'd say it's unlikely that he's still the Dodgers manager 10 years from now, just, just because of pure numbers, um, whether because he gets fired or because he decides to do something else or he gets, you know, Craig counseled away. Somebody offers him a ton of money to go manage somewhere else. Something, you know, I, I'd put the odds at less than 50% that he's still the manager 10 years from now. And so I don't think the Dodgers would tie uh, Otani's future to him, but uh, general manager and an owner makes sense. Um, speaking of things that make sense, Daniel Hudson uh, re-signed with the Dodgers. We're going to talk about the contract, uh, the the thought behind it and all of that. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please continue to keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially you everydayers. It means a lot to us. Check out the Locked On Dodgers Insiders Club. Just go to join subtext dot com slash locked on dodgers and you can sign up for our texting group you don't have to download any apps or anything it's all done through text messaging a uh, lot of perks you can uh, you'll get our thoughts and reactions on news and events uh, in the moment you will get uh like i said thoughts and musings that maybe don't make it into the podcast but give you a, an extra dose of that smart fans perspective on our boys in blue that we talk about uh we'll do some exclusive uh subscriber only mailbag episodes on youtube uh, you can text us directly. We'll occasionally have one-on-one conversations and text. Uh, and your questions will get priority in our public mailbag episode. So a lot of perks to that. If you want to check it out, go to joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers. And uh, remember the, the Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, and Locked On Sports Los Angeles for all of your sports needs. Uh, Daniel Hudson uh, re-signed with the Dodgers on Wednesday. It's a minor league contract that will pay him $2 million if he is in the big leagues. Um, basically it's, it's a risk-free, it's a risk-free sign. I guess this is round four with the Dodgers because he, he played with them in 2018. And then, uh, this will be his third season coming back. Uh, his first two seasons have both ended early with knee injuries, uh, one for each knee. And so he's hoping that 2024 will be better. Uh, and the Dodgers are hoping so too, because he has been really, really good for them when he has been healthy. Uh, in 2018, he was okay. He had a 411 ERA, but since coming back, like in, in the small sample of 27 and a third innings with the Dodgers the last two years, he's got a 198 ERA. He has been outstanding. His whip is under one. His FIP is 214. So it's not like he's, you know, getting lucky. He has been outstanding and you know maybe uh there's a blessing in disguise these knee injuries because his arm hasn't been used a lot in the last couple of years and so maybe the arm comes back fresh and if the knees are both healthy and strong maybe he could go out a winner he has considered retirement the last two years he's 36 almost 37 years old now he'll turn 37 during spring training uh which is old for baseball player uh ages and it is uh 
Yeah, he's a year older than Clayton Kershaw. And we we already talked about Clayton Kershaw probably being in his last year. Daniel Hudson is probably in his last year. And if he doesn't make it back, then maybe he's done. Uh, but it's a no-risk signing because if he doesn't make it back, the Dodgers aren't, aren't on the hook for anything. If he does make it back, he could be a big part of that bullpen. Uh, you can never have too many good relievers. And uh, that's that's just a universal truth in baseball. You can never, never have too many good relief pitchers. And so if Daniel Hudson is healthy, he is one of those good ones. And a great guy. Everybody loves him. And so I have nothing but positive feelings about this signing, even though I'd say it's you know unlikely to be hugely significant. But it could be. It could be one of those things where Daniel Hudson's already uh, been the closer on one World Series winning team. Uh, maybe he could do it again. Who knows? Uh, but I, I'm happy that Hudson's back at least to get another shot with the Dodgers. Uh, and I think you guys probably are too. I think most Dodger fans are happy to have him back at such little risk. Um, heck, he's only getting paid as much as Shohei Otani next year. Uh, just two million bucks. Uh, I had a thought. You know, we talked about Otani's endorsement deals. What if you got an endorsement deal with JG Wentworth? I have a deferred contract and I need cash now. Uh, I can picture Shohei singing that on a JG Wentworth commercial. If you don't need know JG Wentworth, just Google it. Uh, search for YouTube videos of JG Wentworth commercials. Um, speaking of the bullpen though, one other thing, Josh Hader has come up. Vince did an episode where he talked about Josh Hader a week or two ago. Uh, he was linked recently in the last couple days by John Heyman to the Dodgers. And Josh Hader is an interesting one. Uh, I think most Dodger fans right now, their instinct is, ew, Josh Hader. Uh, and I think there's two reasons for that. And, and I'm going to tell you why uh, neither of the reasons apply to me. doesn't mean that you guys are wrong for having these reasons uh, if you do. But why why I don't have either of those reasons. Um, one is Josh Hader's history, his, you know, the, the tweets from his teenage years that, that caused all the controversy five years or five or six years ago. Um, for me, and again, this is for me, I'm not telling you guys how to feel, uh, teenage stupidity is something, maybe the thing I am most willing to forgive just because we've all been teenagers and we haven't all been stupid in the same way but we've all been stupid when we were teenagers. And so I, I'm not going to sit here and say, everybody's done what Josh Hader did. I don't believe that that's true. Uh, but I do believe that every one of us did something stupid when we were teenagers. And those of us who are old enough that social media didn't exist when we were teenagers, I know I kind of thank the stars that that's the case. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a bad kid, but I'm sure I did stupid things when I was a teenager, that if they were on social media, I would look back and just cringe and wish that I could erase that from the internet. So uh, what we do know is that everybody who has played with Josh Hader, including specifically those people who would have had the most right to be offended by his teenage stupidity, uh, all seem to say he's a good dude and don't have any issues with him. And so that's good enough for me. Um, I'm not going to hold somebody's teenage stupidity against them for very long. Uh, and, and so, and again, I'm not telling you that's how you should feel, but that's my approach on that side of Josh Hader. I think the other reason that a lot of people think why Josh Hader is that simply put the the bullpen isn't the Dodgers big area of need right now. The Dodgers need starting pitching and outfield uh, right now. And 
And so I think maybe it's a timing thing because if the Dodgers signed Josh Hader today, I think a lot of people would be like, we don't need bullpen help. We need starting pitching and an outfielder, which is true. We got to remember you can do multiple things. Um, it, it, but it's the order. Sometimes the order gets people riled up a little bit. And so if the Dodgers, you know, they announce Otani and then they sign Yamamoto and then they trade for glass now in a Rosarena, uh, you know, and, and do all that stuff. And then they sign Josh Hader. I think a lot of that angst goes away because it's like, okay, well we've addressed our big needs and Oh, now we, there's an elite relief pitcher available. Sure. Let's add that onto our bullpen. Uh, and then I, I guess the third reason might be just the money. Hater is probably going to get paid a lot of money, probably more than any current Dodgers reliever. And, and, you know, is that something that the Dodgers want to do? Ultimately, it's not my money. As long as it doesn't keep the Dodgers from uh, putting together a winning team every year, uh, I, I don't really care how much they spend. And so I think Josh Hader is an elite relief pitcher. And even, you know, people talk about, well, he refused to go multiple innings with the Padres. Okay. Well, then, you know, he's a one inning guy. That's okay. Like some guys are one inning guys and it's not a character flaw necessarily. It's just, you know, if that's what you are, that's what you are. It's funny. Josh Hader used to be a multi-inning guy. He used to be a starter before that, but if he's a one inning guy right now, okay. You, you know that going in and you pitch him one inning. I, I don't see that as a problem. Um, and I assume if it was game seven of the world series and they needed him to go a second inning, he would. Um, but I think, you know, on that Padres team last year, uh, it's understandable to me why a guy wouldn't have wanted going into free agency. Don't want to risk his health for a team that was dysfunctional and, and crappy. You know, I, I get that. So all in all, I I'm not saying I want Josh Hader, uh, but I, I don't hate the idea. Uh, as long as they do all the other things that they need to do that are a bit more pressing issues, issues, but I don't care about the order they do them. And I'm not going to hold his teenage stupidity against him. Those are my thoughts on Josh Hader. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on, on that, on Daniel Hudson, on Otani's contract, on Yamamoto's sales pitch, on Kershaw, any of that. Love to hear your thoughts on, you know, on the YouTube comment section. If you're watching this on YouTube again, you know, love to hear from your other ways. If you're not watching on YouTube, uh, that's going to do it for me. I want to remind you about Locked On's two uh, 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. You can find both of those on YouTube, and they really are 24-7. You can catch this show on Locked On Sports Los Angeles a couple times a day and uh, all the other L.A. sports shows on the Locked On Network. So check those out. Uh, I want to remind you again about our Locked On Dodgers Insiders Club. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers to sign up for that. Um, what else? You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since ninety one. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open for both of us there. You can also email us LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail or a text message, like Roberto from Stockton did. Send us a text message at three two three eight six three Lock five six two five. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.